Thank y'all for being back this evening. It's a good, good crowd this evening, huh? Some of y'all are probably tired of hearing me talk today, right? Say, so can anybody else speak to us tonight? I just want y'all to know how much I enjoy this dry race board. Oh, check it out. So, so got a couple things, and I, I promised you we would be talking about creation, and we will, but the session on creation isn't quite as long as some of the others, which was a good time for it to come in and be on our uh, conference night. But I wanted to share with you something that, that, I, that Patty and I had just been talking about and something that I had picked up on when I was in Wake Forest this past uh, January. You know, I, I shared with you the three circles, a way to share the gospel, three different circles of a way to share the gospel. Y'all remember that? Everybody remember that? No? All right. Anybody had the opportunity to share the three circles? All right. Good deal. All right. So it's just a way of sharing the gospel. It's a very simple way. Uh, the three circles can be used in 60 seconds. You can share the gospel in, three, in 60 seconds using the three circles. Well, this is one very similar and I want you to look at it because I did I spent some time getting it ready this morning, but it's only six steps. It's six steps is very easy. Some of these things we have been talking about, and that's what it sets up this whole stage, and that's the whole thing that of the things that I've been teaching you and trying to, to help you understand are all geared towards sharing the gospel. It's all geared towards showing God's love. So this is just a little different scenario, and you can look at the different ones. And we talked about this past week. Number one, we're going to walk through the six steps real quick, and then we'll get into our study. Pre-creation, number one. That was last week. We talked about the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. What took place before the beginning of time? What took place before man was created? The Trinity. So, so every bit of the gospel, every bit of the gospel presentation starts with the Trinity. It starts before the creation of man. And so you, if you don't understand the pre-creation, it's hard to get going on the rest of it. So just understand that. And we talked about that last Sunday night, the Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. So number one is the Trinity or pre-creation. Well, from pre-creation, man has two choices. You know, life's full of choices, but we only have two choices. One is heaven or hell. That's the end result, all right? The decisions we make, the way we choose determines those two choices. But there are only two choices. And it's great to have limited choices, isn't it? Is it more complicated if you have ten choices? Yes? Yeah. So two choices, I'm sorry, that might be in the way there. Two choices is, is really good, and God made it simple for us. Two choices. You either choose heaven or hell, and we choose that, make that choice, okay? All right, so, so number one was pre-creation. Number two is creation. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created what? Heavens and the earth. God created heavens and earth. We're going to talk about creation here in just a minute. So this just kind of goes together. That God created the heavens and the earth. What happened? Sin entered the world. Genesis 3, 6. Sin enters the world where, where Eve takes the fruit. And she gives it to Adam and he takes it as well. So one is just as guilty as the other. They eat the forbidden fruit. Fall of man, which is where sin enters the world, their fall of man. That's step three. Well, God was not willing to let us go. We've talked about that in morning service. We've talked about that in marriage class. We've talked about that over and over about the fact that God wasn't willing just to kick us to the curb and let us go. All right? He provided a way for us. God provided a way. Fall of man, sin in the world, fall of man. Then we have redemption, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him shall not what? Perish, but have what? 
everlasting life. That's just a choice that we make. That's number four. Number five is restoration. It's Romans 10, 13. Anybody can quote that one? Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. Saved. So it's very simple. Number five. So number six is our eternal future. So either we, our eternal future is going to either be in hell, eternally separated from God, eternally apart from God, or in heaven with God. Okay? Eternity with God. It's just that simple. That is the gospel presentation. Usually you can use those simple scriptures and walk through that. You can write that on a piece of, of car index card, stick it in your pocket. You can use it as a guide if you want to. But it's just that simple to walk through the presentation just like the three circles. Amen? That sound like I'm going to leave it up for you now. All right? If you want to jot it down or if you would say, hey, KD, why don't you just um, write that down and put that in an email and send it to me? I can do that, too. Fair enough? All right. All right, so I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really have time to do a handout for you tonight. That disappoints y'all? Huh? Tyler, that make you mad? <laughs> I knew it would, but, but just stay with me because... There's some good things in it. There is some scripture. I'll give you the scriptures uh, that go along with it. And, uh, and if you want a handout, I can email you the handout that goes along with it. But I didn't have time to print it out. And uh, Patty and I are like double, you know, we're, we're at the lake one minute and we're over here at the farm the next minute. We're back and forth. We have to have a calendar to tell us when we're going to one place versus the other. And I only have one printer. And so I've been leeching off of William a little bit to print some things for me when I... I'm over here. But anyhow, so let's look at a few things about creation. What is creation? Man, we have talked about the Bible. We talked about the authority of the Bible. We've talked about God and what God is like. We talked about the Trinity. Those are three sessions that we talked about on a Christian belief, right? And Christian belief is what we stand for, what we believe in. So, so let's look at creation because it all ties together. Where did the universe come from? That is a very good question, right? So that's a question we have to deal with. That's a question in the public school system. That's a question in life in general. Where did the universe come from? Any suggestions? Any ideas? That's a good one. Man, we're in church, okay? So that answer should have been clean cut right off the bat. You know, no explosion, no you know, you know, combustion. Not all of a sudden there was this big bang issue, and then all these little molecules fell from it. And then all these started forming, you know, life started coming from that. That does not fly with me, okay? Let me tell you something. I have a degree in biology. Let me tell you, that's, that's in biology. That's one of those hard things to deal with. But anyhow, God created the heavens and earth. We know that. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. And what was its purpose? What did he do it for? What did God create the heavens and earth for? What's that? For mankind. Did God need fellowship? Did, did he need fellowship? He had fellowship with the Trinity, right? The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit had everything he needed. God had every single thing he needed in the Trinity. So, no, he didn't need fellowship, but what did he, why did he do fellowship? Why did he create us? He did what? He chose us, right? He chose to do it. He, he had it on his plan that he chose to do it, all right? Should we think of creation as good or evil for the, based on the fact that there's sin in the world? Should we think of creation as good or evil Based on the fact that there's sin in the world. All right, good. So, so what was that? It was good. He said that, didn't he? 
He said, everything he created, he said it was good. Not only did he say it was good, he said it was what? Very good. It wasn't just good, it was very good, all right? So no, we should not think of it as evil. We should think of it as good because God does not create anything that is not good. And God didn't create sin, okay? So understand that. But God creates everything that is good, all right? So the creation, the created creation. So what we want to talk about is the creation, which is mankind, and all the plants and animals, everything was created. And we're going to talk about the creator. And then we're going to do some relations to it, some how God relates to the creation and how there's difference to the creation, how things are the same, how things are very similar, and then how things are different. God created the universe out of what? Nothing. God created the universe out of nothing. He spoke it, and it was in, in existence. Nothing but God was existed before creation of the universe, and only God, the Trinity, existed before time. All things in Genesis 1-1 calls the heavens and the earth were created by God. And then we talked about this last night, uh, last Sunday night. John 1-3 affirms that all things were made through who? Him, Jesus. All things were made through Jesus. So then we know that he was there with the Father. Now, Colossians 1-16, we read, By him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. All things. Everything visible and invisible created by the Father. And as we studied last Sunday night, all the members of the Trinity were involved in this process. So all three were together, together. Now, this is something that's really, really neat. God spoke all creation into existence from the land, the waters, the plants, and the animals. He spoke everything into existence except for mankind. He spoke the plants, the animals, all the earth, all the water. Everything was spoken in existence except for mankind. If you look into the scriptures, all right, both man and woman were created by God's very own hands and received life by God's very own what? What did he do? Boom, he breathed into them. Did God breathe into the plants? Did he breathe into the animals? He breathed into man. That's the only thing he breathed into, and that's what makes us like him, and that's what he made us in his image. We, we took a breath from him, all right? The intimate, special creation is one sign of a special place that God designed for human beings. He made us different than he made every other creation that he made, and he made some beautiful stuff. He made some beautiful plants, some beautiful animals, some, some really meticulous type things, but he created man in his own image, and he breathed life into it, man and woman, okay? All right, so we have the breath of God inside of each of us. In addition to human beings are the only ones that God made in his image. Genesis one twenty seven. we are made in his own image. And to be, like, to be in God's image means to be like God. It does not mean to be God. It means to be like God because he made us in his image. That's what the scriptures say. As God's image, man is a pinnacle of all creation, which means he placed man here to rule over what? Everything. Rule over everything. Rule over the animals. Rule over everything. He placed us here at the pinnacle of his creation. All right? And we're more like God than any other creature and the only one that was appointed to rule over him, and that is Genesis 1, 28 through 31. Now, the Bible teaches that although God did not need to create anything, and this is where I, I told you, he chose to create us, and he chose to create us in his image. 
He made a choice. He chose to create us. Not only did he just choose to create us, but he didn't choose to create us like anything else. He made a difference in the way when he created us. He chose to create, create a mankind in his image. The Bible is clear. God created the earth and all that was in it out of nothing. He created man from what? What does Genesis tell us? He created man from what? Dust, dust of the ground. From the dust of the ground. Something, so you think about it. He had already created the dust of the ground. And so he created mankind out of something he had already created. All right? Before creation, nothing existed but God. Therefore, nothing but God is eternal. So if, if, if that's why we're not eternal. But nothing is eternal but God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Nothing but God has um, ultimately rule over that which he made, and nothing but God is worthy of worship because he created everything. God created the universe from nothing, and because he didn't need to create it, he must have created it for a purpose. And he didn't have to do it. He chose to do it. And so because he chose to do it, there must be a reason that he chose to do it. It's hard to figure out God's mind, right? But we hard to understand. It doesn't even have a mind. But what was he thinking? You know, why, was he, why would he even create mankind? I mean, he had everything that he needed. He didn't need fellowship. He didn't need anything else. But he chose mankind to create mankind after he created everything. He said, it's really, this is all good. So it had to have a purpose, all right? So let's look at a few things. As creator, God is distinct from his creation. He's the creator. We're the creation. He is not part of the creation. He is unlike his creation in many ways, all right? He made all things and rules over all things. He is greater than the creation and very much independent of it. He doesn't need creation in any way. No questions about that, right? He doesn't need us. He doesn't need us, but he desires to have a relationship with us. Well, it's hard to figure that. God wants to have a relationship with each of us. He desires to have fellowship with each of us. He wants to have a a fellowship and relationship with each of us, but he doesn't need it. I mean, you know, that's hard to comprehend sometimes. But God is also intimately involved in his creation. With his very breath, he gave life to to his very own image. Now, let's look at this. Job 12.10 says this. In his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. So when we look, go to the New Testament, look at Acts 17.25. God himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And in him we live and move and have our being. All breath. All right. God is both involved in and distinct from creation. He is involved in our life. He's involved in the church. He's involved in his people. He wants to be involved in the most minor details of your life and the big details in your life. He wants to be part of every single aspect of your life, but he's also distinct from us in every way. All right? He's not dependent on creation, but creation is dependent on who? Who are we dependent on? God. He ain't dependent on us. He's not counting on us to share the gospel. He's charged us to do it. But the thing is, he's not dependent on us to get it done. He's given us the, the chore to do it. He's given us the, the opportunity to be with him on mission. But he ain't, he ain't based on it. Let me tell you something. Human beings are the most, what? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not a scholar. They'll let you down. You know what I'm saying? Anybody ever let you down? They're unpredictable. 
But people will let you down. Unfortunately, that's just, that's nature. That's the way we are. You think God be counting on us to make sure that we got the gospel to the four corners of the earth? We'll give it a try, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make an effort, but he doesn't have to have us to do it, all right? Therefore, nothing in creation is worthy of the affection that only God deserves. Although God is greater than creation, he did not choose to leave creation to function on his own, and it's a good thing, right? Man, from the time Eve and Adam, or Adam and Eve, where you want to say it, ate the fruit, and if he'd have just walked away, you know, what would have happened? Look at, look at what happened before the flood. Look at what the world was like before the flood came. Now, these people are not leaning on God. They're not looking for direction from God, all right? And look what happened to, to that creation. Look what happened to that part of the world, all right? He didn't leave us on our own, and we've talked about that this morning as well. Instead, he chose to stay intimately involved with his creation, especially those who are made in his image, which is mankind. So if we look at Psalm 46, verse 1, it says this, He is near. He is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Because God is greater than all creation involved with our creation. If we hope in God, we have nothing to fear. And that's the thing is if if we place our trust in Jesus Christ and we place our hope in God, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It just means we have nothing to fear. You know, we have nothing to fear. All right. Let's look at some other things. The glory given creation. All of creation was made to give glory to God. And that's what he did it for. He made us to create glory to him. He made us to honor him. He made us to worship him. He made us to have fellowship with him. He made us to fulfill the will that he has for for our lives. And it's what he created for. Psalm 19.1 says this, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. You see, Brother, Brother Myron, we talked about that before, didn't we? Sunsets. Yeah, I'm serious. You think I forget things. I remember it. I remember it well. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims his handiwork. You know, you think about it. How many people have taken a picture of a sunset just because of how it looks? You know what I'm saying? Or you're driving home, you know, and you see it. You want to stop and look at it, or you make a comment about it. That's his handiwork. Only God creates that kind of work, all right? All right, God says that we were created for his glory. In fact, God's role as a creator makes him worthy of our praise. Let's look at Revelation chapter 4, verses 11 says this, Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Man, because of God's will, not only did he create it, but it keeps spinning. The earth keeps you know, orbiting and going around the sun or whatever it does. I mean, how did the sun goes around the earth or what? what? Help me out here. All right, there we go. And the moon's hanging out at a certain distance away as well. We see it every occasionally. But God created all the things, and he keeps it all in line. He keeps it all going exactly where it needs to go. You know, I've said this before. If the sun was any closer, what would happen? If it was any further away, what would happen? Exactly. It's all in the same place every single day. Now, sometimes it's further away because, you know, it's wintertime versus summertime. But either way, it's, it's hanging out where it's supposed to be. God put it there. God's creation shows his superior power and his wisdom. Now, Jeremiah, back to the prophet Jeremiah. We talked about him last week. Jeremiah ten twelve says this. 
It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding he stretched out the heavens. God created the heavens and the earth. All right? Even a brief reflection on the complexity, diversity, and beauty of creation should cause us to praise God for his power, wisdom, and understanding. Man, you just get a glimpse of what God's created. Ought to have us in awe and ought to have us just saying, man, he is, it's just phenomenal what he can do. All right? When we look at the beauty that God has created for us to enjoy, we should thank him and praise him every single day. Amen? Well, if you see those new babies being born, I mean, that's, a, that's a, even a bigger praise. God did not need any more glory from creation. He had all the glory he needed and forever needed in the Holy Trinity. Instead, the Bible is clear that God created all things, and by his will they existed and were created. That's the things we just talked about, all right? Creation was totally a free act of God. He created the universe to show his greatness to demonstrate his excellence and to delight in his word. And he did it just because he could do it. And it's amazing that, that he would even do that. All right. So let's look at, let's, we're about to finish up. Let's just look at the, the good creation. And there's a couple scriptures I wanted to share with you about this. God can delight in his creation because it gives him glory. And he delights in us. He delights in creation. He, 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 he rejoices with you, with you when you rejoice. It's sad with you when you're sad, I'm quite sure, because we know through Jesus Christ that he was sad at times. And we know that when, when Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And we know that there was times on this earth when Jesus wept, you know, when things were sad, when he was sad. And then things were, were, were not disappointing to him, but, but things saddened him. We know that he had emotion. And so God rejoices with you when you have rejoice, all right? He also delights in, in it because Genesis 1.31 tells us this. When God looked over everything that he had made, he said, and he said what is, it is very good. Man, I made this stuff, and it is very good. No, he's not being boastful. He's just telling the facts. He made it, and it is good. All right? All right? Even though the creation doesn't always function as it's supposed to because of sin. Amen? Man, sometimes it just doesn't work well. Sometimes things aren't going well. Sometimes life is difficult. Sometimes you're hitting a brick wall, it seems like. Even though it doesn't work well because of sin, we should always consider the material creation as good because God said it was good. All right? 1 Timothy 4.4 4 says this, For everything created by God is good. All right? Got it? One takeaway from tonight. What would you get? Everything is good. All right. That's a good... Very good. That's good. Clear it up. Everything's very... Anybody else? All right. What about this? Y'all got this? What's going to be on the board next week, you think? Nothing, because we got third Sunday. It's kite flying. Okay. If y'all ain't flying a kite, I don't know what to tell you. I got to go find one, though. All right. Any other questions? All right, so let's move into our business meeting. I'm going to open us in prayer, and then we're going to get started in a business meeting.